This is The Other 14 Podcast. Hello and welcome to this World Cup bonus episode of The Other 14 Podcast. Premier League football is suspended, but that doesn't mean the football has stopped. The 2022 World Cup is in full swing, with most countries now underway in the group stages in Qatar. Today, as always, we're joined by Tom. Hello, Reese. Hello, Tom. World Cup football's here. Are you excited? Who do you fancy for the tournament? And most importantly, is it coming home? Well, number one, yes. Number two, England. And number three, refers to the previous it absolutely is coming home. That is an extremely confident answer. What makes you so confident in Gareth Southgate and the squad that he's picked? Because I am an England fan and it is my moral obligation to get overhyped by England in a World Cup competition. It is one of those things you build up to the tournament and you, you kind of think, oh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. And then when it's right around the corner, suddenly you almost have no doubt that England are going to win, even though England haven't won since 1966 um to be honest general atmosphere though i'm not really getting much from just like kind of being out and about that people are that excited for the world cup which i think is quite a shame because i think it's probably our best chance out of any time to win the world cup yeah it's it's a weird one because it's sort of like when you're you know they say are you in the christmas spirit are you in the christmas spirit it's like it's november no i'm not and we're in November and there's a World Cup being uh, played right now. And it's like, no, it, it, you know, it, it's a summer competition. I should be outside in a beer garden about three pints down and just w- watching England. Absolutely. Well, it's the shops put away the Halloween decorations and um, food. They then brought out all the Christmas food and they've forgotten the crates of beer dedicated just for England football fans, which yep. is which is disappointing. As I said, we're still going to be recording throughout this World Cup break with the series of World Cup specials, all focused on the other 14 still. And for this week's episode, Tom, you and I have tackled the other 14 World Cup 11. Yes, we have. Let me give our listeners a bit more details. So the other week we went through and we did an other 14 England 11, where we picked an England starting 11 where we're only allowed to pick one player from each of the other 14 teams. So kind of give a nudge to Southgate that there are very good players in the other 14 and it's a very strong side. However, because now all the squads are in full force in Qatar, we've decided to do a full other 14 World Cup 11. So each of us has picked a full starting lineup, picking players from the other 14. But the trick is that we were only allowed to use one player from each country and each member of the other 14. So, for example, if one of us picked Jordan Pickford, we then wouldn't be allowed another England player or another Everton player. Tom, crystal clear, right? Absolutely crystal clear. And starting off completely mind-boggling and just sort of thinking, how the hell am I going to do this? Yes, Fortunately, you did the research and you gave us a list of all the other 14 players that are going to be playing in the World Cup for... I, I would say that a major uh, a major sports broadcaster did the, the work for me. 
Um, it's fine. You still had to copy them. Um, yeah. Which is fine. We had quite the raft of players to pick from with 67 players from the other 14 going to the World Cup. Um, that's quite a long list to rattle through individually. So I think probably no one really wants us to do that. But when you are sitting down and watching the World Cup, keep an eye out for the other 14 players because I'm sure they will have quite a lot of game time throughout the tournament, given how the tournament is right in the middle of the season and there will be players needing rest. And I could imagine there'll be quite a bit of rotation. So keep an eye out on the other 14 stars um, because I think there'll be plenty of appearances for them. Absolutely. And the best thing about it is that every single club is represented. Absolutely. Certainly some more than others. I'm particularly looking at um, Leicester have quite a good contingent, don't they? Leicester do. The most represented though, Brighton. Brighton. That is because they do have their Ecuadorian contingent, which is making up three places in that squad. With Estupinan, Caicedo and Sarmiento. Eight players from Brighton representing. Eight players that. That is a really good effort from Brighton. Obviously, some countries aren't represented in the other 14. So looking at the likes of Uruguay, Croatia, Netherlands, there aren't any players in the other 14 that are going to the World Cup in Qatar. Let's crack on straight away then, Tom. I did make two starting 11s for this because I put together a 4-4-2 and a 4-3-3. And I exactly the same. I just wasn't sure which was the better lineup. So um, let's start off with a position that will be in both teams and let's go with goalkeeper. So we had... You're not, you're not playing a rush goalie? Well, I'm not playing a rush goalie. I don't really trust any of the players to play that role. We had nine players to pick from here. So quite a lot, strong representation from the goalkeeper front. So we had Jose Sar, David Rea, Sanchez, Ariola, Emmy Martinez, Pickford, Pope, Hennessy, and Danny Ward. That's a really good effort. Um, that they're so well represented in the Premier League. Sorry. Yeah, just goes to that, show the quality of goalkeeping in the Premier League as well. I think absolutely, the quality is very, very high. So, who did you pick for your goalkeeper position? Well, my initial thoughts were to turn to you know the likes of initially just to go straight off the bat and go you know potentially Pickford or Pope. Um, but then, you know, knowing the rules as we do right now, that then eliminates quite a substantial number of players who I think just would add better. Um, yeah, considering would, the would amount of more... England's players that are yeah. from the other 14, you would be wiping out a lot of options there, wouldn't you? Exactly. So uh, I didn't go down that route in the end. And I went for Wolves number one and Portuguese star Jose Sarr. That is a very good pick. I like that. I've been, I've gone once again. I didn't go for an England player because I didn't want to wipe out any options there. Yep. I've gone for Aston Villa and Argentina goalkeeper Emiliano Martinez. I was thinking Emmy to start, and then just with defensively, and I'll get onto that in a minute. It mm. sort of took a couple of options away. I'll be um, honest, I did feel it hamstrung me a little bit because there were a couple of defensive options from Villa. Yep. But I just thought he's one of the better options. Looking at other Argentina players, the only other one from the other 14 is McAllister. And there were other Brighton options that I wanted ahead of him. So that's why I've felt confident in going with Martinez. Um, But Jose Sarr, quality keeper. And um, 
he's their number one, right? I'd imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 there's nothing. There's no name that springs off the bat. The only one would be Wolves' former keeper, who's currently at Roma, Rui Patricio. And then I've gone with Emiliano Martinez. In all fairness, he only really broke into the squad last year. And he has since then played, made 18 appearances and has won a major trophy with them. So uh, by winning the Copa America, where I think he helped them win on a penalty shootout. So that's kind of for me, as international standings go, he is an international trophy winner with yeah. his country. Yeah. So that's why I felt I couldn't not pick him. Also, Jose Sar has been playing with a break. As we've discussed previously on this pod, he's been break, playing with a broken wrist for quite a number of games during the season already. Mm. Um, so an absolute absolutely in sticks. Yeah, no, I think that's um, a really good pick. And yep. to be honest, he probably would be my second choice. Um, did I have the option again? So yeah, oh, good pick there with. Uh, I think yeah, two two solid picks, two solid mm. picks there. Absolutely. So we're going into our defense. So we're both playing back fours, I assume. Yep. Perfect. Mine's a little unconventional. So I'm going to start with right back because that is one of... <laughs> okay, so my defence, I've only got two players that are playing in their natural position across my back four. Classic. So, exactly. A little uh, a little controversial, but, you know, I think it works. So let's start with right back. I've gone for Wales and Nottingham Forest defender Nico Williams as right back. Well, I, I mean, we can both sort of discuss this then because I've done exactly the same <laughs> yes I thought well Wales there's quite a good representation from Wales um in the other 14 in terms of their squad but in terms of actually across the whole other 14 there weren't a huge amount of players that are natural right backs and to be honest of Wales players there weren't really anyone else that was shouting out as me as being oh the best in their position no, the only other sort of player I was sort of potentially thinking of um, in terms of Welsh players was Harry Wilson, but he is a Fulham player, and you and I probably both know that we've we've got a better um, better option there. Yeah, definitely, and the same goes for um, Dan James as well. I thought as a winger, he's he's a good winger. He's fast. He's pacey. But yep. once again, other there are potentially other forward options from Fulham that take priority. So yeah, absolutely. Um, Nico Williams, like I'm happy with that pick. I think he's a really good player, quite young. So um he's he only made his debut two years ago um in 2020 for the Welsh team. But he's all well he's only 19 years old and he's already made 23 appearances, which yep considering they will mostly just be nation league games friendlies and qualifiers that's got to be pretty much in playing every single game for them since he's made his debut right absolutely and you know he's a he's a player who i know quite well um from his liverpool days didn't quite make up the um the heady heights that you would have wanted to at a club like liverpool um obviously trent alexander arnold being the number one pickup right back there got the move or got a low move rather to fulham um, during the, uh, I think it was the last January January window, and then had a half season at, at Fulham where he absolutely shone in the championship. Well, Got they won, they won the championship, didn't he? So exactly, and um, helped quite handsomely there um, with Fulham's title push. Well, he's also technically a Premier League winner because he was part of the Liverpool squad that won the Premier League the other season, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I can't remember exactly the number of appearances that that he made, but um, 
yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he does have a winner's medal. Yeah, um, so... And then also, yeah, made the move over to Nottingham Forest um, in the summer to sort of really break through as becoming a, a starting uh, player in the Premier League. Absolutely. Hasn't quite hit the ground running at, at Forest, but we, we know the issues at Forest. Yeah, because they've been bought in Serge Aurier at right back as well. It's a bit, it's a bit weird, but yeah. to be honest, I think most... I, I, the, the potential is there for him, and I, I think, yeah, he's only going upwards. And I think most people will recognise him as the best budget option on fantasy football for exactly. uh, for your defence. I think just a shade over four million. I think most players have him as a bench warmer who gets the occasional point. So yeah, um, yeah, Nico Williams. Good that we've been able to agree on something straight away. I know. Then my two centre backs. I'll just go through both, so we're not sure. uh, so. I've gone for Germany and Southampton centre back Armel Belakotchap. So interesting. Okay, he only made his debut the other week um, when he got called into the squad in the last um, last window. Uh, sorry, the last international break. But I think he's really good. He's really young because he's what only twenty years old. He's only made the one appearance for. Germany so far but I think he's been doing all right at Southampton to be honest and um, to be honest there weren't then any other well the other German player from the other 14 is Tilo Kehrer who I then picked another West Ham player who is Belichick's defensive partner here and I put Declan Rice in at centre-back because firstly He's so good at central midfield, it's not fair to have him in there. So I feel move him into centre-back. But also, he did break through into the West Ham squad as a centre-back. I was going to say, he pretty much and, started out his career as a centre-back. So. And when West Ham have been short of players, he has dropped in to centre-back. So he does offer that versatility, which... He's like the premium if, if, For example, if England were to have any defensive issues and injuries, he's actually a very good option to drop into uh, back three or back four. So... Yep. I was quite happy moving. It does seem a waste not having him in the central midfield, but I think there are also a lot of very good central midfield options. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think you'll have that covered quite easily. Um, mm. But yeah, he's um, he's very much the uh, the premium Eric Dyer, I'd say. <laughs> exactly. Um, how about then for you? Who did you have as your two centre backs? Right. So I haven't gone sort of putting players out of position um, as okay. such as as you have, but you know like. Rice can easily command that centre-back position. I have absolutely no issue with that at all. Um, I've gone for a... I've gone for another Southampton centre-back, um, but not Bella Kotchap. Oh, I have gone for. Who have you gone for? I've gone for Southampton and Ghanaian Salisu. Oh, that isn't... That's an interesting pick. I hadn't even considered Salisu as an option. Yeah, it's a good the, option. The, the issue was because I was also thinking um, right back wise. I was thinking Lamptey, um, mm-hmm. and then it sort of goes down the route of sort of Brighton players. And I, I do have a uh, another Brighton player who I, I think would be more beneficial, sort of playing further up the field. So yeah, I I, I just felt it was, it was a better shout. Um, I think Salasu is a good pick, not one that immediately came to me, but I no, think he's he, a good he option. Was, he was he had a, a good spell last year. Where again, if we we. This isn't the ultimate barometer of of um, player potential and um, ability, but had a good spell in, in fantasy last year. Number of clean sheets under Southampton, and 
was quite well rated amongst peers, I think, as okay. a, a centre back. Um, and so to pair up with him, I have gone for someone who, as a Liverpool fan, kind of peeved me off earlier on in the season um, with how he got, well, it wasn't really how he got Darwin New Year sent off, but he was involved in it. Um, that's Joachim Anderson of Crystal Palace. Now, I hadn't even considered him, but once again, a very smart player and a very good player. I really rate Joachim Anderson. I think I he's think... done very well under Patrick Vieira. Mm. And he's, yeah, he's a really good coming to his own in Palace this year. Mm. Um, so, yeah, with, with Salasu and Anderson, I was just thinking that those two, as a central, central defensive pairing, seem relatively solid. And yep. we'll obviously go into my midfield later on with yeah. who I have in the midfield. I think even though they might not technically be the best out there, they'll still be a solid pairing and how we'll have the protection in front of them yeah. to th- do enough. And with the know-how the likes of Anderson has and just his shithousery, yeah. I think uh, that's I good think for Anderson- football. Yeah, I think Anderson's a good pick because looking at Danish options, um, there's four of them, but out of the two that kind of stand out to me are Anderson and then also Damsgaard. From Damsgaard Brentford. I was thinking as well, but you really we do have a lot of really good mi- And we do have a lot of really good midfield options yep. Yep, exactly. in the other 14. So no, Joachim Anderson, that is, that's a smart pick. I was really worried heading into this that we were going to pick fairly similar lineups, but I'm even immediately like these... I think with 67 players, there's quite a number really of scope. Good. Exactly. But you, yeah, no, I think it's really yep. good pick so far. Then left back, this is another one of my converted positions. You have okay. just you have just mentioned him. I've gone with Tarek Lanty. Because oh, so, okay. he can play left back, and he has done before. And he's just a really good player. I really rate yeah, Tarek Lanty. I like that. He's only played the one time for Ghana, but that was... Um, in the last international break because he decided to pick Ghana over England for international representation, yep. which completely fair to him. Um, he did represent England at uh, all youth stages, but, you know, he's a really good player, a Brighton regular, and he's just a solid, solid defender. He can play left back. I've seen him play there a couple of times. I know that he's more naturally on the right side, but I thought... To, for me, I know you're going to prove me wrong by now picking a really good left back, but there weren't any other left backs that really jumped out of me that much on this list. No, and you're not wrong. The only one that I could realistically fit in, who I still think will do a pretty decent job in the left back position, again, a converted player, not in terms of position, but in terms of nationality, because um, he's got dual heritage there. I've gone for Matty Cash of Poland and Aston Villa. So he was one of my dilemmas. So I did think Matty Cash, but I really wanted Emmy Martinez. So yeah. that was my trade-off that I had to go for. Because looking at the other Aston Villa options, because you also had Jan Bednarek as a centre-back option. And yeah. Matt, Matty Cash was... I really did consider him. But it was then the whole Emmy Martinez, I preferred him. And then I was like, well, if another goalkeeper other than Martinez, I was then looking at Sanchez, but then if I was to pick Sanchez, I then right. wouldn't have been allowed. This, yeah, this, have is been the, allowed, this is the great thing about it. it I would have just, been allowed Lamptey. Yeah. And I, I think I know who your Brighton forward you've gone for, but, and he was very much an option that I considered as well. Um, but yeah, no, I think Matty Cash, really good option. Definitely in one of my drafts and yeah. a very good 
Uh, and, and very much well, yeah, and very much well set in the um in the Polish national side now. I'm not entirely mm. sure in terms of how many appearances he's made, but he, he keeps getting into the squads. Yeah. Um, he was sort of discussing on uh, Sky Sports News the other day, sort of starting to learn learn the lingo and just sort of speaking with the likes of Robert Lewandowski. You know, oh, that's just I'm, just I'm just talking to my mate Rob. Yeah, yeah, only exactly. Door winner you know, and multi- and Champions League winner Robert Lewandowski. Just as you do. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I think both of our back fours there would do an absolutely perfect, uh, pretty decent job in um, going through the tournament. You know, the seven or so games that you've got to play would do a job on both sides. Yeah, I'm. I fully like. I fully like my back four and uh, goalkeeper, and I think yours is really solid as well. And I like mm. that. I like that it's different. So yeah. yeah, good good picks there from both of us there. Well done, boys. Yeah, well, well done. Okay, then moving into midfield, I'm gonna. I think having a think about it, my four three three is probably the stronger option, and they're players that maybe get more regular football. So right. I'm gonna stick with my four three three here. So my, since I've had to move Rice into centre back, well, I say I had to, I chose to because of options. I've then gone. I'm gonna just reel through all three, and I think you'll probably have two of these. I'd imagine. Right. I've gone for. One that you definitely can't have. So I've gone for Neves of Portugal and Wolves. I've okay. then gone for Yuri Tielemans of Belgium and Leicester. Right. And then Bruno Guimaraes of Brazil and Newcastle. You're right on two out of the, of the three fronts. Um, and obviously the one is um, yeah, pretty much uh, guaranteed that I won't have because obviously um, uh, because of the rules that we've laid out so far. My idea was... I've gone for a four-four-two diamond formation, so I'll have one sitting in front of the back four. Okay, and it's pretty much guaranteed. You you know who this is going to be off the bat. This will be my one England player. Um, mm-hmm. That is Declan Rice sitting Com- in front of the back like, four, undroppable. No, exactly. It, it just there is no. I don't think there's many teams out there that you can, or many sort of orientations of teams together that you just don't have Rice in this in this side. I just think out of the England options, he is one of the strongest. So now I'm looking at the likes of Kieran Trippier, who is really good at yep. right back. And then uh, James Madison, purely on form. Yep. And then in terms of other West Ham options, you've got Ariola, who is a very good goalkeeper, but there are other good options. Uh, Tilo Kera, um, Aguerd for Morocco, and also uh, Lucas Paqueta as well. So all good options, but I just don't think any come close to how influential Rice would be as a player in this squad. No, absolutely. And then um, the two sitting in front of him, uh, you've mentioned already. So that is Yuri Tiedemans and Bruno Gimaraes of uh, Newcastle. And I just think those two would do an absolutely fantastic job as the two centres sort of box to box, attacking and sort of holding up just in front of the back, well, effectively a back five. Well, um, if it needs to be, but yeah, um, yeah I mean, we've we've seen their abilities so far in the league this year. Well, I just think their ability to just, score yeah. outrageous goals as well. You've well, like, yeah, just Yuri Tillemans and Gimarash lurking on the edge of the box. Maybe Gimarash making those darts in, but it's their Newcastle. Well, Gimarash is a Newcastle player. So they know how to score worldies, and Tillemans is just scoring for fun at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, I mean exactly. Yeah, the um, the Newcastle and um, well, Yuri Tillemans uh, sort of highlight reel at the end of the season is going to be absolutely great. Uh, you know, wonder to watch. Exactly. So I oh, know I think 
Oh, it's quite easy to reel off uh, the central midfield. I think because they are such standout options. Yep. Like, don't get me wrong, there are very good options elsewhere. So I'm looking... Well, also, we both picked Tielemans. I think in terms of Belgian options, Castagna was a really good I defensive option. I thinking Castagna, just, you know, centre-back. But oh, that's I, made I, me realise. I thought you probably went for... Because you were talking about Brighton forwards. I on. thought you would have maybe picked uh, Trossard. But I haven't picked Trossard. No, that was that was one of the big trade-offs for me, is yep. actually having Tillemans instead of Trossard, because Trossard, obviously, on form this season, scored an absolute bucket load of goals. Scored a hat-trick against Liverpool. Hat-trick at Anfield. Yep. Um, okay, I'm now intrigued on who your other Brighton player is, or who your Brighton player is that you've picked. Well, there is only one other that I can effectively pick from Brighton, and that's Alexis McAllister. Um as the attacking as the attacking midfielder out of that um midfield four. Oh, is that who you've picked? Ah, okay. Yeah, I've got Alexis McAllister. You've got McAllister. I like I have that. That a, a free a, a free kick threat, as we've seen so far already this yeah. year. So McAllister this season has scored um he has scored five goals this season in 14 appearances in the Premier League. Fair play. Yep, absolutely, and, um, and he's, penalties as well. He's, he's had three penalties, and he's had seven. Uh, he's made seven appearances for Argentina, which, considering Argentina is a squad that you typically consider being absolutely rammed with talent, rammed with that... talent, um, and names that you can just list um, off the bat. But breaking into an Argentina side right now is for. Yeah, I think that's deserving of of, of what uh, Alexa McAllister has done Absolutely. over the last couple of years. And they are going through a transitional period where they do have a lot of older players and they're introducing young talent. And him being 23 years old, that's... That's outrageous. Yeah, that's really good for him. So, I oh know, that's quality. So, um, good pick there. I wanted to find a way to get Trossard in, but just because I wanted Tielemans, um, there was absolutely yeah. no way I could. Absolutely. Um, no, that's completely fair. I think Trossard would have been a very good pick and I think he's unlucky not to get selected. It's just yep. considering how well Tillemans is playing and as a central midfield option, I would oh I consider Tillemans to be world class. And yep. so that's why he's got the nod for sure. Yeah, and that's the thing. My my pitfall for is, you know, it's got strength, it's got speed, it's got trickery. It doesn't have wit though. It doesn't have width, but I'm looking at the likes of Williams and Cash to provide that width where okay. Bryce can just sort of sit back a little bit and okay, protect. That's, that's fair. I, I, like, I like that approach. So, yeah, our midfields are looking pretty strong then. Myself with Neves, Telemans and Bruno Gimmerich and you with Telemans, Bruno, Rice and then McAllister. Um, it's quite interesting. I suppose the Bruno pick for me was quite obvious because of how good he's been playing so far the only Brazilian option other than him is Lucas Paqueta but then we do as I've just said the rice factor was so prominent you couldn't not pick him right so exactly um, out of the two Brazilian players that have been selected from the other 14 you pick Bruno over Paqueta I think all day long exactly and Bruno's definitely well purely on ability and form he's Although I think Paqueta's probably going to take some time to fit into the Premier League and that's showing Bruno's had that bit longer by coming in last January and he's certainly showing how good he is. Um, obviously, uh, Only the eight appearances so far for Brazil. Um, but in terms of uh, 
currently for Newcastle. He's been absolutely exceptional. Um, got the three goals and two assists in just 12 Premier League appearances so far. So, wow. And a really good pick for me and um, was one of the easiest to put on the team sheet as well, to be honest. And it's not a surprise that we both picked him. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so um, our, once again, really good options. I like your diamond midfield option. Uh, that is really good. A lot of attacking presence there. I feel it's every time the ball rolls out to the edge of the box, you feel like there'd be one one of the one of your three more forward midfielders like absolutely gagging to get on yeah. the end of it and my, planting my, in the my, top my, corner. Yeah, my multinational cop just shouting shoot. <laughs> okay, so that means you've put forward nine of your team so far with uh, your goalkeeper, your four at the back, and then four midfielders. So you've only got two more forward options to announce. Um, I've actually got, I do. I've got my full front three to pick. So since you don't have any wingers, I, I'm i going to just go through mine. So my first yeah, one, my right winger, is Brian Mbwomo of Cameroon yep. and Brentford. Just on the base that he's had such a good season so far. He's been really, he's really a very good, good season. Brent. Like the pace, the power, the attacking threat. I think because there's a lot of focus on Tony, you kind of go, oh, like Tony is like the main man for Brentford's front line. But Mbuemo has started every game so far this season for Brentford. In the 15 appearances, he scored three goals which I think is a pretty good return um, for a player like that, for a winger. And he's got a couple of assists in there as well. And so Cameroon options, there weren't he's any He scored a couple against United as well. Yes, I believe he did. Yeah. So he, he was heavily involved in that United mm. game, which is obviously one of our performances of the year. Yeah. And last season, he was phenomenal as well. I remember Brentford's yep. first season in the Premier League at the London Stadium. Me going, ah. Oh, Obviously, aware everyone's aware of Tony, and then Mbwemo and Wissa were just absolutely phenomenal just between them. So, exactly, and they're almost like they play understudy most of the time because Ivan Tony is such a presence and a player, but he's absolutely quality in yeah. himself. So, for me, right wingers, there weren't a huge amount of options that I really considered too hard, um, and because he's the only representative for in from the other fourteen, it was a very easy yes. pick for me. Hence the reason I've also selected him in my squad as well. But his role will be slightly different than playing oh, okay. a winger. Um, oh, okay. So I just, at the moment, I've got him playing just behind my centre forward. Um, okay. But I do have the option of maybe just having him in tandem with McAllister so they can sort of roam between the midfield and the um yeah. and the centre forward. I like that. So, yeah, for every reason that you've just mentioned already, Empire gets into my team, but oh, his role no. is just slightly different. Oh, nice. Oh, I, that's very good pick. And then my left wing option, because I was very much going through the teams of who haven't I picked at this point. And some teams I feel are a little, there there aren't really many options for me. So I was looking yep. at like Everton. There aren't really many players from Everton that I really wanted to pick, mostly because of country clashes. Yes. Um, so looking at Everton players, you've got Pickford, but we've got other England options. Yeah. Uh, Onana, but I, yeah, so I want, gets in ahead of him. I wanted to pick Onana, but then I suddenly I didn't realise that he was actually Belgian. Yeah. Um. So that yeah, it, and it he's a, he's had a good start to Premier League life, Onana. 
Um, and then Idris Agana Gay is another option, but he's only yes. just come back. He's not really on full form. And First then, spell at Everton was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And then Bournemouth have good options-ish. Obviously, a couple of Welsh options and the others that I prefer to them. Yeah. Um, and one of the other members of the 14 that have a few options, so I've decided to go with. So I've gone with the Leeds player. And for okay. my left winger, yep. I've gone with Brendan Aronson. Yes. So had a very fast start to Premier League life. And to be honest, as he's just a really strong attacking option, I think, for me. Um, yeah, quite a live wire. Quite a live wire. It's only got one goal and two assists so far in the Premier League for Leeds, but he's only just come into the come into the Premier League. But I think him and like the attacking pace and potential, particularly on the counter attack from him and Mbuemo, is really strong for me. Like the pace, just the directness of their their attack play yep. is why I've gone for them too. He's been he's played quite a lot for the USA. Obviously, we're going to see him play probably against England in the group stage. So um, he'll be up against players he plays weekly. Uh, yes. but he's played. 24 times for the USA. He's got six goals, so he's no stranger to international performances. And, um, yeah, was one of the very few left-winger picks that I've even considered. Yeah, and probably quite a key figure at the moment in that USA side. You know, you mm. look to the likes of Pulisic, but, um, yeah, I think Aronson, with his experience so far in, in the Premier League so far, uh, well, yeah, his experience so far in the Premier League and what Jesse March sees in him, I think that's um, an outstanding pick. Yeah. Um, and was in my reserve side. And then I feel the striker option. Well, I feel as though we've comp- I, we have to have matched on this, surely. Yeah, there's no there's no other for me, there was only one centre forward. There were okay, so there were a couple of centre forwards I half looked at. So Callum Wilson, very good forward, on form at the but moment, England. got into the England squad. But obviously we've we can't ever stop talking about rice enough. Yep. So then, in terms of other forwards, you've got uh, Huang uh, from Wolves in South Korea, who's a potential option. But you could have had Trossard, but then again, Belgian links with um, exactly and at, that as an out and out centre forward, the goal Especially... scorer, the main yeah. man. There's only one option, really, isn't there? It's got well, to be Willem and Serbia's Alexander Mitrovic. Has to be. Has to like, be. Absolutely. Like he is their main man. He's had an unbelievable good start to uh, Premier League life again. Obviously, tore up the Championship last season. Record breaking, to, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, come back to the Premier League, and there's always been over his head a like, oh, will he? Won't he be phenomenal? Quite a shadow, yeah. He has been, and to be honest, his international record is absolutely obscene. He scored Go fifty goals in seventy six appearances. I love it. So he scores effectively one every one and a half games like things you need a good international striker when it comes to tournaments as well mm. uh, i know that's quite a sort of pretty much obvious thing to say but a person who knows how to score in in big tournaments and it's almost like you do a need key. like a like for, i feel for international football more than anything else you need the poacher and that's what yep. he's in and around the box obviously he scores more stuff closer of um international football exactly you do need someone like that and he's got that in abundance he just finds space in the box he's got a mean finish on him um and he's a he's a real bastard of a player like unbelievably aggressive you need not, bastards 
he will he'll ride a challenge he will stick it in he'll challenge the defenders he'll make their lives absolutely miserable and he's an absolutely quality player so absolutely it, no yeah no no doubt that in my mind that we were both going to go for Alexander Mitrovic there yeah. at all so i had considered because i thought is my midfield a little too defensive with Tillemans, Nevers and Bruno which i don't think is necessarily true so the only other option I had considered is taking out Neves and going into a 4-4-2 and then alongside Mitrovic having Jimenez. But considering, I just think Mitrovic himself is such a presence. Jimenez with... pre-injury, I would have gone 100% behind that. But yeah, just of late, he's mm. just completely, yeah, he's not the same, unfortunately. No. Yeah, and just, I feel a front three... The pace and power of Aronson and Buemo down the sides. Mitrovic um, in the box. Just no, absolutely like lethal. So, like yeah, I'm very happy with my lineup there. Um, so, yeah. With my front three. So you've gone with so you've gone with Mitrovic and I've then with Mitrovic and Buemo just line. behind him? And Buemo just behind, but then if it requires, then McAllister can sort of link up with Buemo and they can play just sort of between the midfield and um, midfield and uh, Mitrovic. Oh, nice. Oh, I'm I'm very happy with my team. I'm very happy. So should like, we just do a quick recap then? Yeah. So um, go on. You go through your starting eleven then for so your my starting World 11. Cup other eleven. So from Portugal on Wolves, we've got Jose Zar in goal. I have a back four of Nico Williams of Nottingham Forest and Wales. Uh, Centre back pairing of Jochem Anderson uh, of Crystal Palace and Denmark and Salasu of Ghana and Southampton. And then left back Matty Cash from Villa and Poland. Just in front of them, I've got Declan Rice, West Ham in England. Uh, and in front of him, I have Yuri Tiedemans of Leicester and Belgium and Bruno Gimaraes of Newcastle and Brazil to form part of the diamond. And then at the tip of the diamond, I have Alexi McAllister of Argentina and Brighton. Just in front of them, I've got Brian Buemo of Brentford and Cameroon and leading the line, Alexander Mitrovic of Fulham and Serbia. Nice. And then my 4-4-3 set up for my other 14-11 is in goal, Emi Martinez of Argentina and Aston Villa. Back four with Tarek Lamptey of Ghana and Brighton on the left, Bella Kotchap of Germany and Southampton and Declan Rice of England and West Ham as are my centre-backs. And then Nico Williams of Wales and Nottingham Forest as my right back. I then have a three in midfield of Neves of Portugal and Wolves, Yuri Tillemans of Belgium and Leicester, and Bruno Guimaraes of Brazil and Newcastle. Then front three, I have down the left-hand side, Brendan Aronson of the USA and Leeds, Brian Embuemo of Cameroon and Brentford are down the right wing. And then leading the line, same as Tom, Alexandra Mitrovic of Serbia and Fulham. I love that. I think they're oh. two very good sides there. That'd be I, I suppose for re- yeah. Side with that. I suppose for discussion, where would they? How would they do in the Premier League if this starting eleven went out? Oh God. Um... I've got Lamptey, Belikotchap, and Williams, who I don't think are all the strongest, but are all very good. Um, I've got no doubts about Declan Rice in my back four. And then my forward, like, six, midfield and forwards, I've got no doubt about whatsoever. Yeah, my my back four, I, I just... The consistency, I would imagine, of my two fullbacks, Nico Williams and Matty Cash, I still think they're, they're two very good Premier League uh, standard fullbacks. I think Matty Cash is an excellent pick. Yeah. Um, 
it's just whether I do get the consistency out of them and whether or not their defensive duties are also up to scratch. Um, but then again, I do have Rice protecting the back two of Anderson and Salasu. So I, I, I do think solid. I, I, I generally think this would be a team that would compete for Europe. Yeah, oh, I, I see that as well. Um, they might not get realized, it, but I, I do think they'd compete. I just thought, um, Luca Dinia hasn't been picked for France. No, he hasn't. No, didn't make it. Which is quite interesting because I can't really think of. Well, I can only think of one other French left back, but let's uh, be Benjamin honest. Pavard. Oh, your right back. No, um, he can play there. I was more thinking of a former Man City one who. Um, oh yeah, um, yeah. He he yeah. who shall not be named. Yeah, we shouldn't really talk much about him. Um, no. Okay, yeah, I suppose they do have other options, but I just thought Luca Digne was fairly well, um, like fairly well established in terms of. Uh, yeah, I, I was very surprised when I didn't see his name um, crop up, but obviously, yeah. um, so who's yeah. it? Uh, is it uh, Laurent Blanc or is it Didier Deschamps still? Uh, it's uh, Deschamps still. Um, yeah. Obviously, Deschamps uh, thought otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. And to be honest, he's he's won the World Cup, but exactly. So he has made forty six appearances for France. Yeah, yeah. Like that to me just seems mad that he's not got the nod. Um, because he's a very good left back. He's then really good on set pieces as well. We saw with his free kick against Manchester United the other week. Yep. So for me, I hadn't really thought about that until mentioned um, uh, Matty Cash. Well, I think as as tasks go, I initially thought I was going to have a lot of difficulty with this, but I think both of us have absolutely smashed it in terms of quality of uh, quality of our teams. Yeah, absolutely happy with mine. And yeah, I, I think both of us have done pretty pretty decent there. Absolutely. Um, and well, we want to hear from you guys. So let us know what you think of our other 14 World Cup 11s. And do let us know who your picks would be for the World Cup 11. So um, you can do that most easily by tweeting us at other14podcast or send us an email and we'll read out the best uh, best comments. Email them to the other 14 pod at gmail.com. Um, with the amount of players, though, Tom, that are in the World Cup from the other 14, I feel there could be a lot of strong debate about who gets picked and uh, who gets left at home for anyone's other 14-11. But that's the thing. I think with um, 67 players that are available there, mm. there is such a wide range of potential that you could have Absolutely. Um, I still think there's better, com- well, not necessarily better combinations, because um, I, I still think that we do have two very good sides there, but two, you know, other combinations that would equally match up with that. Absolutely. Like there's, I'm just looking at the Aston Villa options, the Brighton options, just amongst the Belgian players to be selected. I think, yeah, there's all sorts of uh, configurations that you can go with. And it's, it, it does require some hard choices to leave out, you know, some some big names. Oh, but... To leave out Trossard, I thought was really harsh, but yeah. he, but given how well Tillemans is doing and his international standing in the Belgian squad, I could not pick him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, some hard decisions will need to be made. But yeah, let us know well, your thoughts exactly. on your eleven and who you. The, hard, would... the hardest decisions require the strongest wheels. They do indeed. Well. That's it for this bonus episode of the Other 14 podcast. Thank you for downloading and listening. 
throughout the next couple of weeks, we will still have more other 14 World Cup content. So please subscribe and that will go straight into your podcast feed. Also, do recommend us to your friends, family and other 14 fans. And with that, it is goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. And we'll see you next week on a bonus episode of the Other 14 podcast.